Welcome to the Heal Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War. I'm Lola Troy, the host and curator of Heal Black Joy, the learning platform for our community to heal our black joy with tangible and attainable programs for the mind, body, soul, relationships, and businesses. And in today's conversation, we are talking about the self-care journey for black women. And today, my guest is, my special guest is Miss Sarah Hendricks, a.k.a. The Black Blonde. Welcome, mm-hmm. Sarah. Hi, how are how you? How are you? I'm good. This is so refreshing to finally, like, get out and speak and talk to you and engage and talk about Black Joy. I'm super I know, excited. Right? I'm super I chose excited. you today for this conversation because... You know, we're both Black women. We always talk about self-care, self-preservation journey. And because we talk about this stuff daily, we're both very, very passionate about it. Uh And I knew that this conversation would be really, really special to do it with you. Good. Thank you. And I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited about what you're doing. Wonderful. So I want to get right in. I want to get your thoughts about some things. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I want you to kind of give me your take on it if okay. you want to do it that way. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So we want to do a quick deep dive about self-care, self-preservation for Black women, present day, and what it looks like present day and what it looked like for our grandmothers and our mothers that is not working for us today, right? So the construct amount around mental health, physical, emotional health that says that we're supposed to keep going, keep pushing regardless of how we feel, which was the norm for our grandmothers and our mothers and aunts, and, and it's not working for us. Yeah, I honestly never worked for them, right? But mm. they just didn't have the ability to say that this is not working. We come from a culture, I'm Caribbean, you're uh, Black American, but we really have a lot of the same DNA and the same cultural structures where you work yourself to death, right? So, and that comes from colonialism, it comes from slavery, where our husbands were taken from us from, you know, the jump. So, you know, you get off the ship, your husband and your child is sold, and you got to fend for yourself and you got to work, you got to work and work and work and work. So we have a construct that's actually in our DNA. There's several books that prove that we carry down certain characteristics and behaviors in our DNA. Um, until you unlearn it, you unprogram yourself and you kind of lose yourself from that. So as black women, we've never been taught that it is absolutely your birthright to rest. It Mm. is your birthright to take care of yourself. And it is okay not to be superwoman. Mm, That's good. That's good. I mean, There's a major concern going on right now. Black women have finally decided that we're going to break this belief that we have to self-sacrifice for everybody else. Um, We need to normalize rest. Like you said, we will, you know, self-preserve because if we don't do it for ourselves, nobody else will do it for us. Yeah. And I think what's happening is we're tuning in, we're tapping in, and we're really getting to that place where we understand that it is okay to rejuvenate yourself. You are a human being. You're not an AI system. You're not a computer system. And no Mm. more are we, because as as a consciousness, right? So I believe in energy and everything's energy. Um, We're energy first, 
that we go into this physical form and we could talk about that at another time. But okay. as a consciousness, we're opening up our enlightenment to see that we can create without labor. So there's a fallacy that to be a master creator, to be a master manifester, to be a masterful of anything, it has to come with labor. Labor means pain. Labor means hard work. And we're coming into that realization that you can masterfully create without the pain. Like we came into this time space reality to have a joyful wonderful experience not to have this experience of labor of struggle that's a mindset and that's a programming that we're learning to decode and unprogram and reprogram ourselves from so i see some people you know are are on and i just want you guys to drop down in the comments if you are one of those women that have this construct that I have to keep going, that I have mm -hmm. to keep moving, that I don't get a chance to, to, to rest and relax. And I don't know the boundary of no, because I want to talk about um, tip number one. So we're going to talk about how, how to learn how to set boundaries and no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. So Miss, Miss Black Blonde, tell me about a time where you exercise the power of no actually it was recently so you know i'm learning to put myself first mm. period like i don't care if it's a period. job if it's an opportunity if it's not for my best interest if it doesn't flow for me i'm not doing it if it means i have to do extra i'm not doing it i will go hard for myself and i do believe that um yeah she's exercising her birthright hey panic attack hey everyone um I do believe that I have to come first. And if a business deal doesn't, it, if it doesn't sit right, I'm not doing it. So most recently, um, one of the clients that I work with, they wanted us to do something extra. And I just said, no, I, I'm not coming in extra. I'm not staying late. I'm not losing another weekend. I'm not losing another summer day. It's okay for me to enjoy the summer. It's okay for me to enjoy the sunset. It's okay for me to wake up at my leisure. It's okay for me to do things at my pace. And that pace isn't hurry up and go. And, you know, there's, you have to learn ebb and flow. There's a time where you have to, you know, grind and get stuff out. Like you're birthing out this platform and you're so focused and you're like, listen, we're going to get Black Joy off the ground. That's a grinding moment. But then there's going to be a time where you flow. So you, you build it so that you can work through it successfully. And that's where we lack a lot of teaching is building our lives successfully. So you don't have boundaries because you don't know how to build a successful life that will facilitate those boundaries. You don't have to work. 70 hours a week you can actually assign people things you can get a assistant for six hours six dollars an hour in the philippines to do half of the stuff so learning how to correctly build your life will give you better understanding on how to say no we don't say no out of fear fear mm. that we're going to disappoint someone fear that we're going to miss an opportunity but whatever the fear is linked to you don't say no you don't set boundaries because you're afraid you just answered the question that I was going to ask you. And that is, why are Black women not only required to give reasons behind the no when other women don't have to give reasons? And why do we have to give the reason? What, why, right. why, why do we feel compelled to give a reason behind our no? Because we weren't affirmed. 
black women were not we're not affirmed in society you know mm. I, fortunately i was affirmed at home my dad was like you're smart you're beautiful that black skin is beautiful i i was really fortunate to be affirmed at home but when i got into the workplace it was no in my dating life no in everything you do it's no it's no it's no and you see someone who is your counterpart you know a barbara a jackie a karen and you know she has a mindset of entitlement we don't operate under the mindset of entitlement and in truth in fact we are also entitled so when you come out into society and society tells you no and you're, you're programmed to apologize i noticed myself always apologizing i'm like what the hell am i apologizing for chad would wouldn't right. apologize no disrespect to chad but chad wouldn't apologize and you have to reprogram how you even speak because in a lot of workplaces you're you feel inferior right they make you feel inferior i remember working for a really large organization and my boss who is a karen i'm sorry you know and she would always look down at me and why are you wearing this and you know those post-traumatic stress that we deal with when we go into a workplace and we're disrespected by our bosses. And listen, the disrespect may not be blatant. It's subtle. It's um, microaggression, micro right? So you don't feel affirmed. And if you don't feel affirmed, you're not going to affirm yourself. So a lot of these things come from not being affirmed in our outside environments. Mm. Um, that's powerful. What you're saying that you were affirmed at home. I think, the majority of us were not affirmed at home. Right, right. I know. And yeah. I don't think that it was necessarily our mother's and our father's faults. They weren't affirmed at home. They weren't affirmed. Yeah. So because they modeled behavior after what they saw in their home growing up, they they did the exact same thing in, you know, in our home growing up. So a lot of people were not affirmed at home. So you were actually very lucky and very um you know you 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 were actually lucky to get that affirmation from your father um i just read something about corporate america and it was talking about black women being very fearful about going back to the office due to the microaggression that we were receiving inside of corporate america you know post you know during covid We've been home. A lot of yeah. people have been remote. If you're not, you know, uh, one of those workers that have, you know, go in for health care or a job that you have to go in. But those of us that that work remotely are mm -hmm. now being fearful about going back into the work office and going back into the workplace due mm -hmm. to the microaggression of others. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I think that this is a time for you to pivot. Like if you if you get if you get knots in your stomach thinking about going back to work, pivot, pivot, take the time after work, learn a skill, get a certification. This is your moment in time to change. Black women, um, there there was recent reports about how we lost the most during the pandemic. We lost the most jobs. We lost the most income. We were literally devastated by the pandemic and according to different census and things of that nature our black wealth with a with a snap of a finger we, it won't be here this is your time to pivot the information age is the most beautiful thing we can be in right now 
Yes, mm -hmm. we have, you know, we have societal constraints, but you can literally for $49.99 find some course, some class about something and start something new. Mm -hmm. This is the time for us to light the, the fire of entrepreneurship and become the the um Sarah Bread Love, her real what's Sarah Bread's love? Um Lady Lady Um CJ Walker. You know, we need more CJ Walkers. We need more Malcolm X's. We need more, you know, this is our time to freaking pivot. Go back to the office, but every weekend get you in a class, learn insurance, learn real estate, learn sales, learn crypto, whatever. But do not allow yourself to pattern and remold yourself into society standards. Learn something new. And I'm not even talking, don't get no four year nothing. If it ain't six months or less, don't even think about it, okay? Because between Facebook advertising, marketing, or whatever, cooking, pastry, I don't care. But get you a pivoting moment. This is your time to get the exit strategy because they ain't going to change. We always think like, oh, all of these corporate um, diversity training, and blah, 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 blah. it ain't for us. I'm sorry. Mm, the systems mm. were not built for us. But guess what? We can build systems for ourselves. And thankfully, because of Instagram, Facebook, social media, you know, with a couple of dollars, you know, if you could get yourself a small budget of literally $10 a day, you can sell something online and make your income in a month. You know, people like Ashley, Queen Ashley, there's a list of e-commerce people. What's the lady? You bought a book the other day and and she's making like $80,000 a month. But we have got to reprogram ourselves to know that your income does not have to come from a corporation. The mm. money's out here. You know, whether it's doing a couple of webinars a week. But this is the time where, yes, you go back to work because you have your bills to pay. But you have to sacrifice those weekends. Sacrifice those nights. Learn something new and pivot. I need everybody in the comments to write pivot, okay? Yeah, pivot. If we don't get any other nugget tonight, we need to learn how to pivot. I think that that is such a wealth of information that Sarah just gave us, the Black Blonde just gave us, because we've got it. We, we're not corporation friendly. We're right. not. And we'll never black, be. As Black women, we came into this time-space reality you know, being creatives, be, you know, we, because of the construct that happened in America, we had to shift. Our forefathers had to shift into learning a new culture, learning a new language, learning how to maneuver, you know, in, in society when we had all these constraints, right? Yeah. And fast forward to, to today, we still have some of those constraints, but we're able, to, because of technology, because of, you know, the collective, we're yeah. able to see tangible um, examples of people that have pivoted and that have become successful at pivoting. Absolutely. And let me tell you something, like, now is the best time because places like Google, Facebook, all of their courses are free. Facebook, Facebook will teach you how to advertise on their site for free. And I'm mm. telling you, a couple of dollars a day, $10 a day with the right ad copy, you're a millionaire. Literally, in two, yeah. three years, you could be a millionaire. And they're Absolutely. teaching it for free. Absolutely. Um, 
I like this conversation. I like where, where it's going. We, we got to talk about pivoting in a minute, but I want to get back to the tips of self-care and self-preservation for Black women. Um, our tip number two is prioritizing your mental, physical, and emotional health before extending yourself to others. And with that being said, I want you to give me, Black Bond, an example of how you decided, you know what, I'm going to prioritize my mental health. I mean, we talked about Naomi Osaka. We talked about Simone Biles. You know, that's been just every day. It's been a, it's been a story about Simone Biles. And it just, it angers me to hear people that have not even gone outside and did a cartwheel talk to this woman who has the most, if not the most medals in the history of the Olympics. Like, how can you say that she's not American? And how can you say that, you know, she needs to just, you know, suck it up suck and it get up. it together, you know, suck it suck up it and up. get it together. Yeah. Like she's not afforded the opportunity to say no. I'm going to put my mental health first. So give me a time where you already told me about a time where you said no, but tell me a time that you prioritize your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. Yeah. Um, I honestly have learned to become so selfish. I used to, I used to feel so guilty about choosing myself or saying yes to myself. Um, Can I stop or, you for one second? Can I just yeah. stop you for one second? I don't want to use the word selfish. Okay. Um, what do you want to Queenie use? Yangla says self-full. Self-full. Okay, self-full. 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 I used to feel so guilty about being self-full. Um, but last year during the pandemic, I literally stopped. I just stopped everything. I stopped working. I stopped everything. And I just rested. I just rested. And choosing to rest choosing consciously saying to myself that whatever I need, whatever I want, whatever I want to become, whatever's for me will always be there at the time it needs to be here. I don't need to break anything down. I, need, I don't need to go anything extra. This time is for me. And that was actually the greatest time of my life. I mm. literally consumed all the books I wanted to consume, Conversations with God, um, Abraham Hicks, and I just, I just allowed myself to just really be revenigrated um, and just really full of the consciousness of the energy of love, of light, of positive thinking. So that would be the time for me. I just said Sarah first. And now when I do things, perfect example, I went away for the weekend and the weekend, the weekend trip started on Friday, but I wasn't ready on Friday. I was not ready to leave my house. I wasn't ready to come out of the house or anything. And I decided to go when I was ready, which was Saturday morning. And right. those little things like, yes, be mindful of, you know, if there's an event and you need to be there at a certain time, yes. But I now operate in flow. And if I'm not ready, I ain't ready. And mm. I ain't gonna rush myself. I ain't gonna break my back. Because I felt myself getting nervous. Like, oh my God, you gotta get there. Everybody's there. And it's like, no. When I arrive is when I arrive. Mm -hmm, and I got there mm -hmm. right when I was supposed to be there. It's mm -hmm. like, it's so funny. I got there and I missed all of the drama. 
Like stuff was right. happening I had no idea about. And I got there right at the peaceful time. So we need to tap into ourselves, tap into your divinity and stop rushing yourself. Stop pushing this like, get there, do it now. No, like breathe and mm. flow. Breathe and flow. I think it's about alignment too. Um, I was reading where Simone Biles was trying to explain what was going on in practice. And she was just saying that when she would do a certain jump or a certain turn or a certain twist, it was like her mind was, was, was doing it. It was executing it, but her body was not in alignment with what was going on in her brain. So that could actually damage her physically because yeah. she wouldn't land properly. And I think, mm -hmm. um, I think that we're, we're, we're getting to a place now, the conversations that we're having now about alignment, getting in flow, mm -hmm. um, being able, the, the power of no. I think Black women are now, when we start seeing more examples of that, isn't it really funny that Black women have been at the forefront of saying no? Yeah. Because you've got yeah. other Black athletes not trying to knock Black males but we're always at the center of, of starting something. Absolutely. We're Listen, always the at the center of starting something. Yeah. We're always, Absolutely. The, we've, we played the side, we've played the best friend role forever. We've been that best friend. We've been the one that ushers you in and pushes it out and we deliver your babies and we forget about our own and we like that's the role society has given us when in fact we're the leading ladies Ooh, the leading ladies we're the leading i like ladies. that we need we're to put that in the, the comments you guys we're the leading ladies we are the, yeah, leading we're the main ladies. attraction mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. we are the show we are we are the show remember mm -hmm. that you are the show um Another tip about prioritizing and self-care and self-preservation for Black women is feel your emotions with vulnerability mm -hmm. and not suppress those feelings because you, you think you're going, to you're going to receive judgment. I think mm -hmm. what's been happening with us now is we are not suppressing our feelings anymore. We're able to say no. We're able to prioritize ourselves and we're able to feel those feelings unapologetically. Before mm -hmm. it was, if I'm feeling my feelings, then mm -hmm. there could be this judgment of somebody thinking that I'm crazy or I don't have it all together or I'm coming apart at the seams, you know. Now it's like, no, I get the right to feel my feelings, feel my emotions, sit in them, and I'm mm -hmm. having a moment. I'm not crazy. I'm just having a moment right now. Yeah. So you know? I mean, part of when you're growing up, I mean, so many women I know on the on the chat, you can definitely attest to suck it up. Don't, don't let anyone see you cry. Ooh. You know, fix your face. You know, why? You, you know, we've always we've never been allowed to just express any emotion. I, I haven't. You know, my parents, mm. yes, they were affirming, but you better suck it up. You better get through it. You're going to do it. Ain't no things that we talk about. Ain't nobody come to help you you know you better do this by yourself and you know those are the things that shape you into the woman that you are today and unfortunately you know our caucasian counterparts they're allowed to cry they cry at work they cry at school they you know you blow the wind they cry and we've had this false persona that we don't have emotions that we're loud that we're angry 
and we're we're not angry we're not loud we're frustrated and we're frustrated because we've never been allowed to be soft so one of the things that i've done is i've taken out the term strong black woman in any title that's given to me do not call me a strong black woman do not call me a boss woman because that continues this um presentation of me that i'm not soft I'm not delicate, that I don't, you know, that I don't need you to hug me, that I don't need you to come and help me, that I don't like, now I, I, I let it all out because we carry it. When you don't cry, and I was a person, I'm telling you from personal experience, I stopped crying from about 12 to 30 something. And wow. I didn't start crying. Again. Yeah, because it was like, I can, can never let me, you're never going to see me cry. You're never going to make me, you're never going to break me. You can't break me. And, um. It wasn't until I went to therapy and I was like, Ooh, that is a bad mindset, Sarah. <laughs> you know, it's not about being broken. It's about this hurts. What you did and what happened to me hurt me. And, you know, I think that affected a lot of different things, but I'm not a strong black woman. I'm just a woman and I need love. I need care. I need you to be gentle with me. I need you to speak to me in a nice tone. Um, and I do this with my students. You know, I teach and my students, you know, they talk to some other people very softly and then they come and they're like, oh, and I'm like, let's try this again. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's try this again. And I'm reteaching people how to even experience me because I took on that persona of boss bitch and boss woman and boss like, no, and you lose so much of the feminine masculine energy when you allow yourself to sit in that masculine role and not really let your feminine beautiful energy come out and flow and she needs to be watered she needs to be hugged she needs to be caressed she needs to be pampered she needs to um feel special right and feel affirmed and be affirmed. affirmed yes so, yeah it's so crazy that you're saying that because we always talk about I have this thing with Hill Black Joy where it's self-care Saturdays or self-care Sundays, whichever day you guys choose to do self-care. And it's not just I'm going to go get a mani-pedi or I'm going to, you know, go get a massage or, or, or go to a chiropractor or uh, drink a glass of wine. That self-care journey is about digging into what you were not affirmed you know, being as a child, um, the things that you're not getting for yourself right now that you need to, you know, look within and, and go within to say, hey, what am I lacking on the inside and what do I need? Because yeah. what we don't do is we don't ask what we need. Right. We don't ask for what we need. We right. never ask for what we need. And mm -hmm. it starts with ourselves. It starts mm -hmm. with being able to have that real you know, conversation with yourself when you're looking in the mirror and accepting you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's starting with just accepting ourselves because so many people out in this world are not accepting of us. So of if we don't accept ourselves, how can we ever expect anybody else to accept ourselves? That goes back to that rush thing where mm -hmm. I've got to rush to be on time because that was a mindset and a construct that told us you know, whether it was our mother or our father, you've got to be early. You've got to be there before everybody early else is gets late. there. Early is right. late, right? Unta early is, is late. late or whatever. Yeah. You got to be there before everybody else because everybody has a, per a perception of us for being late or has a yeah. perception of us of being loud or has a perception of us that we're not going to have it together and that we're not organized. So 
I think, you know, on this self-care journey, mm -hmm. if we do learn how to set boundaries and mm -hmm. understand that no is a complete sentence, and if we do prioritize our mental and physical and emotional health, mm -hmm. and if we do if we are able to feel our emotions and not suppress our emotions, thinking that we're going to be judged because we need to feel because we're right. human too. We need Absolutely. to feel, we need to, we need to be affirmed. As you say, we need to, we need to feel and we need to be affirmed. Absolutely. If yeah. we're able to do those things, I think that we're on to something with this self care journey and the self preservation journey. What do you think? Yeah, I think the first thing you need to do is start journaling. I never really liked the idea of journaling, but journaling has been such a good therapeutic place for me. Mm. And what you're doing is you just, first of all, just make a list of the things in your life you don't like. Make two lists, a list of what you don't like, like just you, like I don't like this, 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 this. And then make, thing, make a list about you that you like. And then what you start to do is you just start to work on those things. And one thing that I've started to do is, you know, I'm a plus size woman. I've been in a plus size body for a long time and I would beat my body up. I would be so negative about my body, but now I'm just like, I bless you. Thank you for bringing me to work today. Thank you for helping me to walk. And we don't bless ourselves enough. We don't thank ourselves enough. We don't thank this body that carries us. Um, mm. you know, we don't thank our heart, our mind, our lungs, our tongues, our like, you know, I have 10 fingers and 10 toes. They work, they function. And I'm so grateful for that. And we need to pour that back into ourselves first because no one's going to give it to you. You know, mm. they will give it to you after they see how you give it to yourself. So pulling back like the harshness of oh, I can't stand my hair again. Like, I'm so grateful for what I have. I'm so grateful. I can see, I can taste, I can smell, I can hear. And I just, I just, you know, take time to like thank my eardrums. I know it sounds kooky, but you know, I'm just so thankful that I can hear. I don't need a hearing aid. And, Ooh, and being joyful good. with just like, wow, I can walk. And you know, yes, my breasts are not perky and beautiful, but they're mine. And they, right, function, right, and they right, do right. what they're supposed to do. And once you start to bless yourself, or just show yourself some more love, like things will start to turn around for you. But we first need to start just being thankful for Sarah, be thankful for Lola. Be thankful for Martessel. Southern. Just, just wake up every day and be thankful that you're in your right mind. And then take it from there. But first, praise yourself first. Honor thine self first. And then take it from there. That's awesome. I really, um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think that um, going forward, you know, uh, the women that are on here. And even when I save it and I share it on, you know, my Facebook um, page, I think people are going to get something out of this conversation because I think we all have not put ourselves first. And I think we all need to start putting ourselves first. And, and uh, like, like the Southern lady says, honor thyself. Honor, honor thyself. Queen love. Yes. Queen, queen love. love. Queen vacation. Queen vacation. I love that. Queen vacation, right? Queen that's vacation. the new that's the new thing. We need to go on a queen vacation. So yeah. I, I think this is awesome. This is an awesome conversation. Always remember that this healing journey, sometimes it's gonna feel like soul food and sometimes it's gonna feel like war. 
I urge you to acknowledge and honor both positions and everything in between. Thanks for tuning into the Heal Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War.